Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Fellow conspiracy realist, it's one of our favorite days of the week. As you are hearing this, it is Monday, which means it's time for some strange news. People on YouTube are uh, are, are sickened their own armies at your favorite uh, supermarkets, superstores. Uh, people in Germany are doing a little bit of fandom with their research. And across the planet, Russia is building a shadow fleet of people, of, of ships specifically. Uh, this is news a lot of people will miss, but Turns out those sanctions may not be worth as much as we would have assumed. Before we do anything, though, fellas, I think it's time for us to shout out codename Doc Holiday. Uh, as everybody's hearing this recently, Doc and one of the friends of the show, Lauren Vogelbaum, did a kick-ass Disney episode. Did you guys hear it? Did you guys check it out? Yeah, yeah. You can find it on Disney Plus. Or I'm just joking. <laughs> it's the stuff that Disney Plus doesn't want you to know about <laughs> Disney, and it absolutely rules. Alexis mm. straight up talked about slow cooking Walt Disney's head. And yeah. you know what? I couldn't be more proud. How else do you get the head cheese? <laughs> mm-hmm. And and so, as, as you all may know, uh, we are lucky, immensely fortunate uh, to be able to once in a while ask our super producer for a favor. And we did. And Alexis came through. Doc Holiday, of course, uh, came through for us. And hopefully uh, you will check out that episode. We can't wait to hear your thoughts about Disney. But while we're talking the world of entertainment, we also want to give someone else their flowers, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, the actor, also not a bad person at all. The guy's pretty cool. I mean, you definitely hear all these uh, Keanu Reeves kind of, you know, fanboy stories, like good ones. Like he, it's, it's the kind of stories you hear that almost take on the air of urban lore. You know what I mean? 
um, the idea that he went to the concession stand at a movie, bought a candy bar or something, and threw it away just so he had something to sign to give to the ticket taker who had asked him for an autograph, mm-hmm. but he didn't have anything to write on. Or the fact that, this is not an urban legend, the fact that Keanu Reeves gave the special effects team of The Matrix a ton of his salary and profits from that film franchise because he knew who was doing the work. Credit's very important to us on Mm -hmm. the show. And apparently, Matt, this is a story you found. Apparently, uh, there are some researchers in Germany who feel the same. They're pro-Keanu. Yes, if you don't like Keanu Reeves, look yourself in the mirror just for a little (laughs) while and just try to figure out why. You don't like that awesome human being. Uh, So, yes, but ultimately, guys, this story comes to us in a bit of a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. Going through the voicemails, we got one from A-Frame, constant caller A-Frame, and I want to play that for us really quickly because this story actually goes back to early February of this year, but it was written about very recently on CNN, which is why I'm bringing it to the table today, and it related back to this voicemail. So, This is a hybrid listener mail strange news segment right here. So here we go. All the good ones are. Hey, dudes, it's A-Frame again. And I thought of a little thought experiment for you that I think you guys might appreciate while listening to the recent strange news when you mentioned to be introducing Panthers in Florida and whatnot. Mixing that term apex predator and I think false idea of a hierarchical boot chain. A lot of humans think, oh, we're at the top of the food chain. Well, get naked in a cage with a tiger if you're at the top of the food chain because the tiger's not wearing anything. The tiger doesn't have a sword. The tiger doesn't have a gun. The tiger doesn't have a weapon. The tiger doesn't have planes or armor or anything. It's, it's naked in the cage with you. And would you feel on top of the food chain naked in a cage with a tiger? No. And really, if you extend that thought, when that tiger dies, it will get eaten by vultures and flies and maggots and gnats and mold and fungus. Most mold and fungus isn't penicillin and savory morals or even fun magic mushrooms. I propose that the top of the food chain is occupied by only if it is a hierarchy. First, I argue it's a circle. But if we're insisting that there must be a top of the food chain, then the only logical organism to place at the top of the food chain are toxic funguses that can't be eaten by anything. Because everything dies and everything is consumed by fungus, even vultures and flies. So if the decomposers are decomposed by a fungus that nothing can eat, that is the only logical top of the food chain. If we must have a linear, hierarchical, Jordan Peterson food chain, um, or we can just let it be a circle, understand there is no top, there is no bottom, everything is a flat circle, Reggie Ledoux, then it's much easier to see it. But there must be a king. It's the death cap. Thank you for the show. I left that in there. Sorry, A-Frame. It was so funny. I love it. It A-Frame. Ah, it's great, though. I like the true detective reference as well. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, I think the point uh, that A-Frame is making there is that, you know, the food chain is very weird when you think about all things die, all things decay. Something, you know, causes that. And then could it be possible that it's an as above, so below situation when you're thinking about the food chain, the true top is the fungus. And if there's a fungus that cannot be eaten uh, because it is so toxic, then maybe it wins overall. Uh, right. We've been talking about fungus a lot late, lately because we're, you know, we're all in the last of us mode. There's only one episode left, everybody. Actually, it probably, it just came out as this episode is coming out. So we're all watching it in real time right now. In the most recent episode that we've all seen, there was a really great quote from kind of the baddie of the episode talking about how, 
fungus really is godlike, essentially, yeah. and and deserving of worship because of all the things that that A Frame said. That yep. everything returns back to it. It is the ultimate destroyer and creator, and that it it will do anything uh, to protect its ability to uh, to spawn. Well, I've been saying that fungus is one of my like Ben's top picks for an organic extraterrestrial organism. Uh, you can also see the studies we've mentioned in previous episodes on the um, the tricky nature of intelligence, especially when applied to the activities of uh, those fungi. Mispronounced it on purpose. Great party because no pun left behind. That's right. But yeah, yeah. So uh, the fungus, we need to fight it. We've been talking about it on this show a lot. Uh, we need to be able to fight it as humans, as because it infects us. Many different funguses can affect human beings, can cause very, very serious harm as well as death to us, uh, and it comes in all kinds of different forms. And we also need to protect our crops against fungus because we've learned over the years here that fungus is one of the biggest killers of things like grapes and trees and all kinds of plants that we generally need to eat even plants that we need to feed animals that we consume so we need to find ways to kill fungus more effectively as that fungus becomes more effective at fighting against our means to kill it okay so this is where keanu reeves comes in Keanu's made many movies over the years. He's been in a lot of different franchises. In several of those that are the most prominent, he is a highly effective eliminator of the bad guys. Especially when you think about him in the Matrix trilogy. If you think about him in John Wick, the fourth of which I believe is still in theaters right now as we, we record this. Uh, or at least it's coming to theaters. I don't know. There's another John Wick. Uh, he kills a lot of people in those movies. Some researchers have discovered in a kind of a roundabout way a new substance, a chemical compound that seems to be extremely effective at eliminating fungus, the bad mm. fungus. Mm. And it's also it also in the initial testing appears to not harm the plant material in the same way that it harms the the fungus and potentially could be used as an antifungal uh, drug in humans which would be a huge leap forward. It will require a lot more testing to see if it actually is going to function, you know, as a drug, or if you could, if you could create a drug out of it. Right. So let's jump into this story. The recent reporting comes from CNN. There's an article you can find titled newly discovered chemicals are so deadly to fungi that they are named after Keanu Reeves. It's written by Taylor Nicchioli. For CNN again, and um, it was written March 3rd, but most of the writing about this, the initial stuff that came out is from around the early February, like February 2nd, February 6th, and it looks like the actual publication was released on January 20th of mm-hmm. 23. Um, so let's just, I guess we should jump into it a little bit, talk about it. This is really just an informational session guys the the only stuff they don't want you to know here is the same thing we've been harping on fungus is a really serious big deal and it's gonna get way more of a serious deal in the next 10 20 years that's the Mm. stuff they don't want you to know um so here we go (laughs) i don't want to read this verbatim let's see i guess we can give you the high level stuff there's a person sebastian goats or g-o-t-z-e he was, oh, yes, the goats, Sebastian Goats. Oh, yes. A researcher with the Leibniz Institute in Germany. They do natural product research. They also look at infection biology. And Ooh. oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And Goats has this to say about this new discovery. These are lip, lipopeptides. Okay. That's what these things are. So there's a lipid. Does that indicate there's some kind of fatty molecule? Like a lipid? Um, you know, I don't know, Noel. They are Sorry, lipopeptides. I like words, and uh, that's a fun one. Quote, the lipopeptides kill so efficiently that we named them after Keanu Reeves because he too is extremely deadly in his roles. We have a crisis in anti-infectives. True. 
Many human pathogenic fungi are now resistant to antimycotics or antifungals, partly because they are used in large quantities in agricultural fields. So think about that. One of the main reasons that antibiotics are less effective on humans these days, as we've talked about on the show many times, is because those products, those medicines, are used on a lot of the cattle, on a lot of the animals, the pigs, the chickens that we ended up consuming because they're kept in such you know tight quarters in so, such large numbers that they often get sick. And one of the ways to prevent some of that sickness is to dose them with those antibiotics. We've talked about this. This is a major problem. It's getting better as it's become more well-known. There's been a bit of a public outcry. That because, well, because we're seeing companies now try and move away from that. However, in the large factory settings where you've got to pump out X amount of beef every day, this is still a major issue. Same thing is happening with a lot of the mass-produced plants that we end up consuming. These antifungal substances have to get sprayed on everything just to make sure there's not a huge problem, again, with like the grapes that we end up consuming that go into our wine, that go into, you know, your Kroger and all that stuff. Um, So it's the same deal. There's also a problem with antifungals in humans because just the fungus in general, after you use a certain substance for a long enough period of time, it becomes less and less effective over Mm -hmm. time because Mm -hmm. these are live things it's it's alive and it changes it starts figuring out just through attrition how to get around these antifungals um i don't know guys you yeah you said it already ben they're called keanumycins k-e-a-n-u-m-y-c-i-n-s these substances uh and it's pretty pretty dope stuff you can read all about it if you want i mean you raise an excellent point there matt like the uh the idea of evolutionary cycles, right? Uh, a short-lived organism, like many fungal organisms are, has a higher rate of attrition, obviously, but it also has a shorter interval between generations such that it can adapt way more quickly than the human body. And uh, I don't know, I also think it's really cool that you could be on the forefront of science and decide to name a thing whatever. That's sort of neat, right? Like I always I always think about that when you when you hear some astronomer has found an obscure planet or heavenly body and they said we're going to call this, you know, Donnie's place or whatever. Or you look at the especially when you look toward the end of the periodic table when people are saying Prometheum Einsteinium. Here's a person <laughs> I like, Mendelevium. That's Freddie Mercurium. That's why be not? A thing. Why, mean, not? why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Scovium. Maybe Matt Fredericksium. Matt oh, Fredericksium. I, oh yeah, my God. Yes, please. Let's Matt's, do it. Matt's long-held dream. Everybody, fellow conspiracy realist, especially chemist in the crowd. Uh, it has been our brother's long-term dream to have an element in the periodic table named after him. I think he got robbed by the uh, Einsteinium folks, man. I think that was unfair. Because what has Einstein done, really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the greatest ever, I guess. Uh, No, please don't ever name anything after me. Uh, Forget me. (laughs) Forget me. Okay, so um, let's jump in here really quickly, just a couple other things here, because it's very important for us to remember. Fungal cells. Hmm. Put them right in the center of your mind. Okay. To the left, you've got plant cells. To the right, you've got animal cells. These fungal cells that are in the center, they aren't the same as, but they are very similar to, in a lot of ways, the animal cells. Now, imagine you're trying to develop a drug that only targets those fungal cells, but they're really close to those animal cells. So often when drugs are being developed as antifungals, they can have serious negative effects on the animal cells, which is, by the way, you and your cells. That's why it's really difficult to develop an effective antifungal treatment for a human being or for a pig, for that matter, or whatever. In the case of these keanomycins, it appears that they don't cause serious toxic effects to the animal cells which is why this is so v- very vastly important. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. 
it's that thing of of making a discovery that doesn't come around but a few you know every couple of decades you find a new substance that's going to be effective against fungi in this way so this is huge good on everybody involved good on uh keanu good on the people who named it good on the folks that are making the last of us and uh that's all i have to say and now we'll hear a word from our sponsors Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back uh, with more strange news. You guys know about Mr. Bees. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm singing that theme. Yeah, yeah just based on uh, the reproduction of my kids singing it to me. I've actually not really watched much of Mr. Beast's content. I'm familiar. Does big set PC kind of money giveaway things mm-hmm. like did I think did like a real life version of Squid Game that then. Netflix decided they'd do too, but they sort of missed the point and did a really bad job and people froze and got sick and it was a real debacle. Um, but yeah, Mr. Beast, uh, YouTube sensation, massively popular fellow, uh, also has a ghost kitchen chain of restaurants called Mr. Beast Burger. And now, as it turns out, uh, also has chocolate bars called Feastables. That you can get at various uh, big box retailers, including Walmart. And apparently Mr. Beast didn't take too kindly to the way or the treatment of his product line, uh, specifically at Walmart's. Thought that they were a little messy. We're being given short shrift in favor of the big boys like the Hershey's of the world. Um, So on March 3rd, uh, Mr. Beast, um, whose uh, Christian name is Jimmy Donaldson, tweeted at his 18.8 million followers as such. I need your help. Next time you see Feastables in Walmart and soon to be new retailers, if you could clean up the presentation and make it look better, that'd make me very happy. I'm building a team to do this routinely. Just need help in the short term. Hmm. What could go wrong? (laughs) 
What could go wrong? And originally, there was like a $5,000 reward kind of like, you know, tied into this. There'd be a drawing of folks that could prove that they had done this. I'm not seeing that detail added. I would not be surprised if, given the backlash we're about to talk about, he took that away. Um, he replaced it with something, uh, I think, that, that we'll get into in just a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's kind of Szechuan sauce all over again, really, if you think about it. The whole Rick and Morty people coming and, and standing on the counters at McDonald's screaming about the Szechuan sauce that, that, that they were out of. Um, you know, some folks, in an attempt to curry favor with Mr. Beast, who is hugely popular on YouTube, and, uh, you know, just like a mention or, a, you know, a repost of, of some, you know, up-and-coming content creators' content could be a game-changer for them. So uh, a lot of folks just tweeting pictures of Feastables section in disarray, followed by the after uh, shot where they're all neat and tidy. Um, you know, just say, hey, Mr. Beast, love your stuff. Happy to help. Here, here, here I am. Um, you know, and adding, adding Mr. Beast's handle. But then, you know, you start to kind of reality starts to set in a little bit and you start to think about what does this feel like to folks who actually work at Walmart and have to, you know, restock shelves and all of a sudden dealing with all these kind of, yeah, I'm going to call them yahoos. No, no uh, insult intended, but I mean, this is just a little bit of a, of a dopey thing to do uh, in my opinion. Um, coming in there and messing with your with your displays, you know, uh, it's not really something that you signed up for for your minimum wage, uh, you know, big box store job. Um, the tweet was liked 112,000 times and has gotten uh, understandably some backlash of people saying that this very, very wealthy YouTuber is essentially crowdsourcing free labor. $5,000 or no. Um, it's it's a little bit odd. I, I would say. And, uh, and you have folks uh, pointing out this very fact, um, in, you know, in addition to the, the usual kind of, well, you know, hey, I did the thing. Good job, me. And thanks, Mr. Beast, for being awesome. Hashtag Team Mr. Beast. You've got some some more satirical, let's just say, posts. Uh, one person, um, Struth Queen on Twitter posted, Mr. Beast just unlocked a new form of capitalism. I hate it here <laughs> with some repost of some of the images of folks yeah we're just in walmart and noticed this display needed some fixing at mr beast um then one of my personal favorites which is uh posted by uh at harm haram cart uh which i believe is an image of somebody in ukraine who is like duct taped to a traffic pole a traffic signal um and the text reads at mr beast i caught this man after his shoulder brushed a feastables display and one of your chocolates fell to the ground he is pleading for mercy but i do not believe he is truly sorry how shall i deal with him sir wow <laughs> oh man that's the that's the that's the dream or, or like the the nightmare uh and it really makes me think of you know the the thing that's sort of portrayed in the, the latest Batman movie where you've got the Riddler who with his kind of, you know, gang of kind of Riddler acolytes, he essentially is, you know, this is obviously a much more low key innocuous version of this, but he essentially sicks an army of his followers on Gotham city. And it just really, I mean, obviously this is not Mr. Beast doing anything of that nature. And I'm, 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 I'm half joking of course, but it does really point to the power of these types of folks, you know, who can command action among people who just want to, want to be seen by them and acknowledged by them. So kind of creepy, you know, a great look, uh, if you ask me, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's, it's a bit weird. I, I'm just imagining the Walmart that is close to me where I live right now and imagining the jobs that exist within that Walmart. And I don't know the specific details for whoever, you know, manages that location, but mostly I have seen people working in specific sections of the store or at the front of the store at like customer service or in, you know, mm -hmm. the eyewear shop or whatever they have at the front there and people who are stocking the store. So like bringing boxes out from the back and putting products on the shelves. I am sure there is a position somewhere in the store. Where it's like something that someone who runs a section is supposed to handle, like making the displays look nice. Right. I just don't think that I've seen that in action anytime I've visited that store. 
And I wonder how much of a priority that is specifically for a Walmart, because I know at other stores, I have seen that as like a, not a position as like, this is what you do as your job is what you get paid for. But it's a, it's a definite responsibility for people who are working within the store. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And also like, uh, no, no shade on any of these people, but I mean, these stores are massive and yeah. then they're oftentimes understaffed and they kind of exist in a constant state of disarray. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just the nature of it. You know, people are always moving things around, putting things in the wrong place. And it's just a constant battle to even like have things be relatively presentable. And there are probably priorities uh, beyond that. I don't think of Walmart as like the store of like shiny displays per se. So it's just odd to have these kind of invading forces, you know, doing this. And and, and the, the Internet Today guys, I'm always referencing who I love, uh, they pointed out that, you know, there's a strong possibility that some of these folks might have actually been the ones messing them up in the first place just so they have something to show for a before and after pick. Yeah. So you, you, you could argue that this is like, what is it? The, the bed, you, you always reference it, the cobra problem, where you like unleash a thing to fix a problem, but it actually becomes the problem itself. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack here because we are looking at, uh, we are looking at a phenomenon that legislation doesn't really exist for, at least not this iteration of it. Back in the days of old, there were very, explicit rules about who could or could not marshal forces together toward a cause. That's one of the reasons the right to assembly is super big in the United States as it stands today. So the idea of the COBRA problem for quick recap is that if you incentivize people to do a thing, you may find yourself in a situation where people are over-incentivized. This occurs in India Back in the day, they had a lot of cobras, and say they said, uh, we're going to pay people to kill these cobras, right? We'll make things safer for everyone. But when people realized they could get paid to kill cobras, they started growing and raising cobras and then right. turning them in for the bounty. And the idea here is a bit further complicated because now we are adding in, we are all respect to you, Mr. Beast, we are adding in the dopamine casino of social media, which means that now people don't have to be paid. They simply have to be a, approved of by their community. So this could happen in any number of ways. Uh, this is also, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Noel, Matt. Doc, I don't have a problem with Mr. Beast. Uh, I think Feastables is actually a, a really good improvement on the name Lunchables. It was right there. It was a good job. <laughs> you know, it's a good market. It, one of the flavors of the of the Feastables chocolate bars, though, is just for the record, these nuts. So uh, also maybe, hilarious. It's it, 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 it continues to be. It does continue to be. I, I will drop a these nuts joke <sighs> myself from time to time. But it, it stinks um, if you're in a Walmart. You know, uh, the Walton family has such an outsized influence on the U.S. in so many ways. They're killing small businesses. That's true. They're also accelerating inequality in this country and very serious to the degree of unsustainability. But imagine, to your earlier point, Matt, imagine you're working at this section. And to your point, Noel, maybe it's a chaotic place already. And now on top of all of this, you got to try to deal with someone who has been sent by a YouTuber that you may have never met. You're not getting uh, any kind of compensation for putting up with that. You know, it's it's tough. And again, Jimmy, Mr. Beast Donaldson, not a bad YouTuber. Like your child said, Noel, this is very entertaining content. I mean, do we know do we know what the latest scoop is now? Do we know how people are responding? I mean, this is a relatively ongoing story. I, I did, I, I, you know, there were some uh, some details. You know how Twitter, I, I'm not good at Twitter, so things seem to get covered up, like if the uh, posts aren't pinned or whatever. Um, the top response from Mr. Beast now says, to show how grateful I am to everyone that helped tidy 
Only he spells it titty, actually, T-I-D-D-Y, which is funny. Made me giggle. Uh, things up. I'm going to donate $100,000 to charity. What charity should I donate to? Appreciate you all. Um, but, like, there were some other tweets that apparently he deleted, one of which kind of almost suggested that people sabotage other competing chocolate displays, like Hershey. Which isn't good because even the, you know, with, with this kind of thing, Ben, to your point, you know, marshalling folks, the very indication that your your perceived kind of Internet Messiah wants you to do a crime. I mean, there are people that are going to run with that. Yeah. In a very real way. So while this, you know, again, it's a kind of a goofy Internet pranky guy, whatever. But what this points to is something larger. And we've seen it with things like the insurrection, you know, at the state capitol and how this level of unchecked Internet power that is, to your point, Ben, I completely agree, unregulatable, maybe not unregulatable, but unregulated. I don't know how you do it. You know, are we going to start putting limits on how many people can follow somebody online because they're they're too too powerful? Uh, you can't really put that genie back in the bottle at this point. It's kind of impossible. Let me get old man for a second, guys. Go Please. back to something my scout leader taught me when I was a little boy. Oh, <laughs> I know that guy. All right. When you go out in the wilderness or anywhere in the world, you leave it as good or better than you found it. Every time. If we yes. all take on this responsibility, every one of us, each individual, then every time we walk into that Walmart, it's going to look exactly like it did when it got set up. And that display of Feastables or Dove <laughs> chocolates, whatever they are, it's going to look pristine and gorgeous. Even if you take 10 of them, you can leave it just like you found it. So you're saying we should just crowdsource, you know, tidying up all Walmarts Hell unto yeah. ourselves. <laughs> it's the Boy Scout way. Well, it happens in uh, something like that happens in Japan. Uh, I know we got to move on, but, you know, you don't find a lot of public trash cans in that country because people know you shouldn't litter and they don't need to have some sort of intermediary between personal responsibility and making, you know, a public space look like a house. There's a there's a tragedy of the commons at work, and it's been so for society for a long, long time, uh, if, I don't know, maybe we should hear from our fellow listeners here if you have advice or insight from, you know, the front lines, uh, from your own philosophical experiences, what would you say is, is the best way to address this problem? Because you're right, you know, if you, even if you hate billionaire dynasties like the Waltons or whatever, if you are screwing stuff up for the person who has to work there and clean it up, know that you are not in any way touching the the Walton family. You're just making life harder for someone just like you. And that's kind of, I don't know, I think you could, you could exercise a little more insight. We all could in that regard. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I completely agree, and I think all three of us uh, are of the leave it as as good or better than you found a mentality. Uh, no litter bugs here in this squad, that's for sure. Um, but I just wanted to add one last little thing, and then we'll definitely move on. Uh, one of my favorite tweets as well, besides the guy taped to the telephone pole one, was from Web uh, Website Idiot, uh, who says, At Mr. Beast, I will continue destroying your chocolate displays until you pay me $100,000. So... Flip the script, did a little reverse blackmail, or maybe not reverse, just regular blackmail. <laughs> but kind of, kind of doubt that payday is coming uh, anytime soon. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna hear a word from our sponsor, who maybe may well be Mr. Beast, Mr. Beastables, uh, and then we'll be back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I used to have so many men. 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we have returned, folks. Our last story for today pertains to something that a lot of a lot of people in the U.S. and abroad don't pay much attention to, unless you work at a port authority. Uh, you are lucky enough to uh, have a train that doesn't get derailed rolling through your town. We're going to talk about. I don't want to quite call it piracy, but we're going to talk about some bootleggers and not the kind that you would see back in the day slinging CDs or DVDs on your your local public transit or street corner. So everybody remembers Russia, right? It's a country. It's kind of controversial. Heard of it. Yeah, they're waging this war in Ukraine. The guy in charge, Vlad Putin, sort of a bag. This guy... This friggin' guy, as we would say on the internet, uh, is waging a war that is rocking the United Nations, that is rocking the European Union, Ukraine in particular. A lot of innocent people are dying. And the issue with this country is that to support its war, it relies on oil exports. So, Uh, your favorite suits over in NATO and over in the United Nations and I'm sure at transnational banking institutions across the planet said, let's cut it off at the pass. If warmongers need oil money to finance their aggression, then let's not allow them to sell oil. I don't know about you all, but I've never been at some point in my various lives where I could say, I'm not going to allow someone to sell the thing. Can you imagine that? Like we can boycott stuff by not buying it, but can you imagine being at some point in your life where you say, I'm not going to allow you to sell a thing. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine having that much clout. It's a lot of clout. It's a dangerous amount of clout, but they did it because they can and everybody in Western media saw that and 90-something percent said, oh, hunky-dory, surely a war will end soon because we have cut off the funding. But here's what's happening now, and it deserves more attention. As we record today, there is a growing fleet, hundreds and hundreds of tankers moving this oil across the planet, and no one is copying to the responsibility. No one is saying, oh, yeah, these are my takers. Uh, Like, you guys have seen, everybody, I think, has seen um, 
cargo containers, right? You've probably seen them on a train. Unless you live near a big body of water, you might have seen them on a ship. We know what we're talking about. These things are huge. The vessels that carry them are huge. The same kind of enormous ships or very similar enormous ships that carry oil products across the world are moving today. And it's very, it's very Scooby-Doo to me. Like, how could you disguise a ship that big? I want to shout out a couple of fantastic uh, journalists, authors here, Julia Horowitz, whose work we have mentioned on previous uh, episodes or strange news segments of Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. She has this great article on CNN called A Mysterious Fleet is Helping Russia Ship Oil Around the World. And wait for it, Matt, Noel, Doc, us listening at home, it's growing. Not only can no one figure out who is moving this oil for the Russians, they only know that there are more and more ships like every month. Right now, it's roughly 600 vessels. And just for perspective, that's 10% of the number of large tankers across the world. That is fascinating. I just, I have never thought of oil as being, I thought it was all, it was all locked down. You know, I just figured like that was one of those industries that everyone that's getting it is already doing so very much above board, you know, and they've got it all locked down because of what we've talked about with oil industry of it just being one of those legacy industries. So the idea of bootlegging oil is fascinating to me. Are they actually, they're pulling it out of the ground in an illegal operation, or is it just kind of black market, you know, maybe it's stolen or something? What's the deal? My understanding is that it's it's oil that Russia would be producing and trading legally, but because of the invasion and the sanctions, they can no I longer see. trade it. So they've got these um, unknown buyers coming in, buying up the oil tankers or these huge uh, ships, adding them to this shadow fleet. And then those ships that aren't on the books anywhere get loaded up with the oil that would normally be shipped. And they just send it, you know, they have to go, they have to put a lot more oil on these ships than they normally would, because instead of taking them to another country that's closer to Russia, like Finland, they got to go on a big, long roundabout trip uh, to a different place, right? To drop that oil off. That's that's at least my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you nailed it, Matt. Maritime law, I know it about as well as Charlie Day knows bird law, which <laughs> is to say I don't have a, de- a degree, but I have some opinions. And, uh, and it's, it's quite easy, actually. It's dangerously easy for a large ship to, have, um, to raise a different flag, to turn off its location, and to, to roll through just sort of a ghost ship a ship in the night, as it were. Uh, if you, for instance, if you are selling to China or India, you can take a ship, have a different nationality as your port of call or your home port, and then you can just change the flag halfway through. One of the immediate questions, if you're trying to work in law and order, deep ocean, boom, 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 boom. Wait, what would be a good, what would be a good theme like sound cue for law and order maritime? Would it be like a sea shanty? There we go. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, see, this is why we hang out. So in this law and order maritime or deep ocean, what you would find is it's quite difficult to enforce this stuff. And if you were trying to enforce it, then you would think maybe we can follow the money. Maybe we can look at the insurers, but the insurers don't have a ton of power here. The states that would, you know, say, oh, we allowed these ships to fly under our flag. They don't have a ton of power. They certainly don't want to be accountable for this. And we have to remember that when you're talking tankers, the companies are more powerful than the countries, which is super weird in my opinion, but it's true. Uh, so you could, you could contract a vessel as a private transnational entity, an Exxon, a Chevron, 
of British Petroleum, dare I say in Aramco. And once this stuff gets transferred from vessel to vessel, it's very easy to lose stuff in the cracks. It's weird to me because going back to our earlier conversations, when we we're talking about witness protection, it's easier to disappear as a tanker vessel full of oil than it is to disappear as an individual human being in the United States. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yes. It's it is easier. Weird. Well, is, is that sort of like, have you guys seen the, the season of The Wire about shipping and receiving? Season two. Season mm-hmm. two. That's mm-hmm. the one. And yep. so there's a whole deal where they like lose shipping containers like in the system because the system <laughs> is kind of antiquated, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're able to kind of disappear these cargo containers in order to, you know, steal from them. I, I wonder if that's a similar deal where maybe like the systems in place that track these things are maybe in need of some upgrades. 100%. But is it to the benefit of the money to enact those upgrades, to implement them? That's I, a really good point, Ben. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking right now what's happening is it's probably not China. China's big enough to not need proxies, right? Uh, it's Probably not the usual suspects, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, and so on. I think it's private businesses doing this. And I think they're forming shell companies in relatively open market kind of pro-business places. Maybe it's your Dubai's, maybe it's your Hong Kong's. I think they're using loopholes to get around sanctions, like Doc pointed out when she said uh, that no one dying at Disney kind of depends on how you how you define pronounced dead. Uh, this gets me because, you know, we've seen the ocean. The ocean's huge. I think no one has seen the entirety of the ocean. I guess it's easy to lose 600 tankers, but also that's kind of dangerous if you turn off your GPS, your positioning, to do some like sail by night stuff to move oil. Are you going to hit another boat? Yeah. It's like air. It's like flying a plane without air traffic control. You know, something wonky that's happening with this story right now, guys, there's some nonprofits working to make estimates on the number of these unknown buyers and these shadow ships going into shadow fleets. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to keep track of it, but a lot of it, there's a lot of unknowns there. And there's no way to prove these individual ships with unknown buyers are, in fact, going to this shadow fleet that's moving Russian oil. So I do wonder if this this is something that's being taken advantage of by everyone, including the U.S., to maybe even find a way to backdoor buy some Russian oil, put it in reserves, because we the U.S. surely knows strategically that as the global conflict continues to rise between the U.S., China, Russia, and all these major players, we're going to need a ton of oil. I just think it's a huge deal. If we can get some of Russia's oil, it would be to our advantage as a country, the U.S. Yeah, and typically, you know, we only have scruples insofar as, like, PR optics, mm-hmm. you know? I would not be surprised at all if if on the surface, no, no, blockading Russian oil. <laughs> but, but no, actually, guys, let's just go. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's cool. We're that's blockading cool. Cool. with the right hand, and we got our left hand behind our back, you know, Doing the little come here sign. Uh, yeah, this this is a shadow industry. And it's an industry that has been growing for a while. Uh, I'm really happy to hear, uh, I have like three fillings a year, but I'm impressed that CNN is talking about it because it's been happening through the entirety of Venezuelan uh, oil sanctions, through the entirety of Iranian oil sanctions, the oil is still moving. It's still occurring. And it's very convenient, to your point about signaling stuff to the public. It's very convenient to high road and, and say, oh, we're, we're stopping all this. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just USA all day, baby. But is that the reality? Or is there some stuff they don't want you to know? It, there very much is. It's on the high seas. I want to check in with you guys, everybody listening. This does feel like an episode. This does feel like something we uh, dive into. I don't know if that's appropriate at this point, but 
I'm just massively perplexed by this because, okay, if you're sending the usual through the usual channels, right, and you're Russia, then you get slapped with sanctions, which means those channels are blocked off. Is it just easier than we assumed to go find someone else, you know, like some decayed aristocrat in Monaco with gambling debts and then say, hey, you still control a couple of tankers. We'll pay off your Baccarat or whatever. Am I even pronouncing that right? <laughs> I don't know what Baccarat I think so. is. None of us have ever played Baccarat, I imagine. I like Bert Baccarat. Yeah. Oh, that's probably who I'm thinking of. Bert Baccarat, the creator of Baccarat. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the tanker thing is already a huge issue. You know, they bleed very dangerous substances into the open ocean. They also, you know, whenever there's a wreck, there's a catastrophe. But now what we're seeing is an active shadow fleet that is growing with state support to bypass these sanctions. And to your point, Matt, an excellent point, we have to ask ourselves whether U.S.-based corporations are playing the game as well. I'm telling you, Black Monday murders. Yeah, or any other country that that (laughs) would publicly say, oh, bad, bad Russia, but Mm -hmm. we need some oil. So there we have it, folks. Uh, We're going to call it a day for now. We hope you enjoyed this. Let us know your interactions with Mr. Beast. Let us know your interactions with Keanu Reeves and your thoughts about fungal infections and the future of fungus. Actually, you know what? Give us this one. Do you consider fungus intelligent? If so, why? Would love to hear your thoughts on A-Frame's comments regarding Circle V Hierarchy of predator, prey, and life on this planet. And then, you know, if you happen to be on a shadow tanker carrying some stuff for the Russians and you feel comfortable reaching out to us, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, that was my cat. You know what I heard? That's what I put. What song is that? That's a song. I don't know. That's what I heard in my head. I think that's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's there's also that M83 song. It's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another good cat sound. I actually saw a meme where somebody took Nelson from The Simpsons going, and turned it into that M83 song, and it was kind of great. But there we go. So, So, reach out with your input, folks. We cannot wait to hear from you. You are why this show exists. We try to be easy to find online. Let's see. Uh, Matt Knoll did a pretty awesome video recently on Instagram about drugs and precedents. Uh, you can also find us on TikTok. You can find us on YouTube where we're putting out all kinds of stuff all the time. Uh, and what do people do if they don't sip the social meats? You go to social media rehab, get on the social mead wagon. Um, or, you know, you can also just find us some old-fashioned ways. Um, you can uh, give us a call, one eight three three 833 Yes, when you call in, give yourself a nickname. Let us know if we can use your message and name on the air and your voice. Your voice is important, and we want to put it on the air. If you don't want us to do that, let us know. If you've got three minutes, say whatever you'd like. If you've got more to say or links or something like that, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.